serving content for free. That's what you do first, okay? You guys, in the background, in the background of all the free amazingness you're going to pour out into the world, create something that's yours that will make you money. Welcome, my love, to the Strong Babe Collective podcast. If you are ready to step into your power, call in your biggest desires, and manifest the life that you are so worthy of, then, babe, you are in the right place. I know you're listening to this podcast in divine timing, and I am so excited to give you the mindset shifts, the inspired action steps, and the support into total alignment that you need to step into your highest self and manifest your biggest desires. It's time, my love, to call in the freedom, the impact, and the abundance that you know you're here for, and I am so excited to be your high vibe bestie every step of the way as you call it all in. Hello, my gorgeous babe, and welcome back to another episode. In case we haven't met, I'm Taylor Ray, Strong Babe Collective founder and podcast host, manifestation and mindset coach, blender of the woo with the work, intuitive boss babe, and your high vibe bestie, helping you to call in the abundant life that's waiting for you. I'm so excited to share today's episode with you where I am sitting down with the gorgeous Stephanie Gass. Steph is the ultimate mumpreneur. She is a success strategist and a passive income creator. She is the host of the Mumpreneur Mastermind Show, and she is a coach and mentor for female entrepreneurs in the areas of balance, business, faith, mindset, and success strategies. I absolutely loved sitting down with Steph, and I'm so excited to be able to share this interview with you because there are so many powerful takeaways waiting for you. Inside this episode, we discuss Steph's journey from the corporate world to network marketing queen to incredible boss babe mumpreneur and what that whole process has looked like. We discuss the exact process to start your entrepreneurial journey and why coming from a place of service is absolutely everything. We touch on how to figure out what number you are on the Enneagram scale and what that actually means about your personality. And trust me, this is so interesting. I'm so excited to hear what you are. So if you do your Enneagram test after, make sure that you DM me on Instagram at strongbabecollective and let me know what number comes back for you. We talk about time blocking and how to set energetic boundaries when it comes to your schedule. And this is such a powerful shift. I really want you to make sure that you've got your sacred journals out for this one and you start to implement it because I promise you time blocking is everything. We talk about the importance of setting up passive income and ways for money to flow to you constantly. This is huge. And inside of it, we're discussing ways to actually allow money to be an always thing and how it is so much more easy than maybe you think that it might be right now. We also talk about why the amount of money and success does not actually define your worthiness. And we go over the four pillars that Steph actually uses in her life to define worthiness instead. And it is a really monumental shift that I know you babes are going to get a lot out of. But before we get into all of that, I want to take a quick moment to do something very exciting and very new to the show. And that is a strong babe shout out. So from here on out, my love, what we are going to be doing is every week highlighting a beautiful review from one of you gorgeous babes that has been left over on iTunes. So this week's strong babe shout out goes to the beautiful Maria Kawakami, who left a five star review and said, I needed this. She wrote, I believe strongly that I found you for a reason. Your podcast is amazing. I've been feeling stuck and unsure of what I want in life. 
thank you with a beautiful red love heart. Beautiful Maria, thank you so much for taking the time to leave a review. I appreciate you so much, gorgeous girl, and I'm sending you so, so, so much love that I know you'll be receiving right now. If you want to be featured as next week's Strong Babe shout out, make sure that you head over to iTunes right now and leave me a review. And then make sure that you are listening to the next episode as you could be our next gorgeous Strong Babe shout it out on the show. I seriously love hearing from you babes so much and I love that the podcast is helping so many of you to make beautiful shifts in your life in order to manifest everything that is waiting for you. If you've been loving everything that you've learned so far on the podcast and you're ready to take it to that next level, to really step it up and to unlock your ability to manifest anything, then I wanted to let you know that you can apply now to come and join me inside of my signature eight-week manifestation course, Desire to Manifest. Trust me when I tell you that I know exactly where you are right now and I know what that calling feels like. I know what it feels like to know that something more is out there waiting for you, that you're ready to step into it and that it would be so good to have someone actually guiding you through the steps to allow everything that is waiting for you to actually manifest with ease. And that is 100% why I did create Desire to Manifest because I wanted to allow it to be so easy for you. I want to teach you how easy manifesting is. Trust me when I say it's literally as easy as breathing. (laughs) Honestly, my love, it took me less than a year to go from broke, broken and burnt out in my life to aligned, abundant and attracting my biggest desires with ease. And it all comes from what I teach you inside of Desire to Manifest. Inside of the course, I literally teach you every single sacred ritual, practice, framework, and tool that I have used to call in everything from my dream apartment to taking my relationship to the next level, to running my soul aligned business and calling in consistent multiple five figure months. It is all inside there. And it honestly just lights me up to be able to teach it to so many gorgeous, strong babes who are already in there and to you as well, if you feel called to join us. My girls inside have manifested everything everything from 40k pay rises to dream partners in a matter of weeks to calling in their perfect homes for them and their families to manifesting unexpected money, including everything from random checks showing up in the mail to $8,000 deposits inside of their bank accounts. Honestly, my love, my girls inside are calling in their biggest desires and it is all happening so, so easily. So if you would like to step into your power and unlock your ability to manifest anything like my girls inside already have, then come and join us. Like I said, you can apply now to join us by heading to strongbabe.co forward slash apply and I'll make sure to pop the link to that one in the show notes for you as well. All right, my darling, let's get right into this incredible episode with the beautiful Stephanie Gass. I am so excited to share it all with you. And don't forget, make sure that you screenshot your favorite part of the episode, share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Strong Babe Collective so that I see it, so I can connect with you and so that I can send you some high vibe love over in the DMs. Welcome, beautiful Stephanie. I'm so excited to have you on the Strong Babe Collective podcast. Well, thank you so much, Taylor, for having me. I'm so excited. I finally made it on here since we had so many (laughs) scheduling issues. (laughs) Look, tech just wasn't really playing on our side, but that is okay. We got there in the end. We trusted in divine timing. That's right. All worked out exactly as it was meant to. And here we are. (laughs) 
Exactly. Voila, we made it. So good. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have you on here, hun. Honestly, your story, everything about you, I truly believe that it's so aligned with so many of our beautiful listeners. And I'm so excited for you to be able to connect with them. I'd love to sort of dive in and to just kind of start off with a little bit of an introduction as to who you are, what your vibe is, what you're all about. And if you can kind of just share your story a little bit. Sure. Absolutely. So I have kind of always been this entrepreneur spirit. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Enneagram personality test, but okay. So it tells you what your personality is. And I'm a three, which means the achiever. Okay. So that will help you all understand me as we go through this interview. Yeah. Before we do, can you, okay. I, I knew that you were a three cause you told me, but can you give us a little bit of an insight. What's the Enneagram test? What does, what does it mean? How do you find out about it? I've heard it thrown around a lot, but how do you find out that you're a three? What, What does that mean? So you can go just to Google and search for Enneagram Institute. And this, this is a specific personality test that is so old, but it kind of caught fire again recently. And the beauty of it is, is that it doesn't just teach you your strengths, but it also teaches you the different facets of your personality, the good with the bad, so that you can say, okay, a three, which is an achiever. So you'll take the test and it will give you your result. And mine was a three. So I can see this and go, okay, so Stephanie's an achiever. Now there's a good three, which (laughs) means, you know, I'm, I'm loud. I'm a doer. I take action. I can inspire and speak and do all these things. But at the same time, a three can also be a negative because if I let that take over, which I have in my past, (laughs) that can become every and all things, right? Workaholic, um, Mm. finding, defining your worth and your success in, in money or an achievement. So there's lots of different ways you can use the Enneagram, but my favorite thing is to actually find out what my clients or my students are yeah. Because then I can say, okay, you know, are they an organizer? Are they a, are they a helper? What style are they? Because then you can teach and mold yourself to better resonate with people. So you can use it for so many things. That is so powerful. I love that. Like I said, I've heard, and I think you're so right. Like it's obviously very old, but it's had like a rebirth. <laughs> and yes. It's- trending. Um, and I've heard it a lot and I'm like, I don't really want to know what I am. So I think I'm going to jump off after this interview and do my Enneagram test and find out how many different ones, what are the numbers got to? Has it go up to seven or am I nine, nine, nine. Yes. And you'll have one that's solid. And then typically you'll have one that's called a wing number. Mm. So you can be like a three with a one, like the organ, the organizer wing or something like that. So when you take the test and they're free online, it'll give you that strong number. And like, I'm like a three on three, like there's not even a wing. That's how bad it is. (laughs) (laughs) There's no side of anything for you. You're just a three (laughs) through and through. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Were you surprised by your answer? No. Oh no. No, exactly. And I've done so much like soul searching in the past three years as I like navigated this entrepreneurship journey and I'll share my story with you guys, but that I knew this about myself, mm. but it's so valuable to me to know this about myself. Cause I can say, wow, there's so many gifts I can pull from the, these strengths and these zones of genius. But I also have to be very careful with it because it's so oh. powerful. It can take over everything. Yes. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah. And do you feel like it's helped you a lot to sort of navigate, like you said, like the areas that maybe aren't your strong suit and helps you to sort of like, I totally resonate with what you said, where sometimes you can get like carried away and you like got to achieve on every single level. Like I really understand that. And I'll let you know if I'm a three, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I want to know. Cause I really, it's funny. Cause a lot of the people that do podcasts and that I'm interviewing with, they're threes. I'm like, well, I wonder why, like we're out here, like, you know, killing it on social and building brands and doing the things, you know, just in the three club, just hanging out. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to do that test. And anybody that's listening, that's already done the Enneagram test. I want you to hit us up, like DM us on Instagram and let us know, have you done your test? How did it come out? Were you surprised? I'm very intrigued. Um, cool. So keep going. Obviously, we got, okay. I got very sidetracked. And into That's the- okay. Let's keep going. Tell us more about your journey and what that means going forward, knowing that you're a three. Sure. So basically, if we rewind back a little bit, and this will help you guys see how where I am now was born and kind of the struggles I went through to get there. Started out in corporate America, and I was the youngest person in, in the company, which is a worldwide company, to be a financial controller in the company. Six figures by the age of 26, working 60 hours a week, and that was fine for me at the time, but I didn't have any kids, and that's all I was focused on was climbing that corporate ladder, you know, that first taste of success. Mm. And so got engaged to, funny enough, the auditor of my company. <laughs> Yeah. We're, we're married. He's outside with my kids right now. Oh, cute. And he's like, are you really going to work this hard? Like, do you, you know, do we want to do a, the family thing? I'm like, yeah, gosh, there's gotta be a different way for me to find this fulfillment that I find through success and achievement and, and really doing something powerful in the world. And so funny enough, always divine intervention at the right mm-hmm. time. My mom introduced me to network marketing So I started there as an entrepreneur and within two years, top 1% of the company walk in the stage. I had the $50,000 check. I had the $17,000 months, free cars, like, you know, like in the promo video and the girls on the flamingo, like drinking Mm. the mojito, throwing money in the air. I'm like, yeah, like (laughs) because you're a three, (laughs) because I'm a three, you guys, like literally my 30th birthday, we're in Vegas. We spend like a thousand dollars on a bottle. We've got pool service. And I'm like, I made it right. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is it. Oh, I'm so worthy. Right. And what happened again, divine intervention, it was like, Oh wait, I want, you know, I wanted you to experience this so that you could learn from it, Mm. but that's not it for you. We're going to pivot. And I'm like, ah, right. (laughs) Like what? So but well, I'm happy like, on the flamingo. <laughs> I like my flamingo. Like, why? Why now? So, anyways, within 12 months, the company went through some stuff. People started to see the new and shiny. Mm. And they're like, oh, I want Stephanie's success. So I'm gonna hop to here and do this and do this. So my team kind of fell apart. The mm. income was cut into a third in 12 months. And there was this moment where, you know, I'm sitting down doing the budget and I looked at the numbers and I had to walk out to my husband, like just tears going, strolling down my face and say, we can't pay the bills this month. Like we have cash flow problems Mm. because we had bought things because I was making that income amount and now the money wasn't there. Right. And Mm. he's like, well, you know, how much is in our son's savings account? And I'm like, $2,000. He said, you're going to have to use that. And it was like the darkest of the 
dark. Like yeah. I was so, and I was so crushed and I walked to the mirror. Cause I always, I'll go look at myself in the mirror sometimes, whether it's to say, I love you, mm. you're doing great. Or whether it's to do some soul searching. Cause sometimes we don't look at ourselves. Oh, we look at yeah. our kids in the face and we talk to them like on their level. But what about me? So exactly. I went to the mirror and I was blown away at what I saw Taylor. I was 60 pounds overweight. Oh. I had I had put everything last mm. except for this company and this dream of yeah. being successful and making it to the top. And I'm looking at this girl in the mirror. I'm like, who are you? Yeah. All of that was for what? Like now, mm. like even the money isn't even stable that, you know, the mm. financial piece of it wasn't worth it. And that was the moment where I said, I still, I love entrepreneurship and I want to do this but I have to do something that's going to fuel my soul beyond measure, something that I was destined to do. And I don't really know what that is, but this isn't it. Yeah. And you just knew. I knew at that moment, that dark, it was so dark. And so I didn't know. So what did I do? I did all the things and I'm sure you guys have been there as entrepreneurs. I'm like, okay, first of all, I got to get my, myself together here. Got in the gym got my workout back on, um, met with a mentor. I took the last $200 in the PayPal account that mm. nobody knew about, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I sat down with someone and it wasn't groundbreaking, but this person basically said to me, like, what do you love about network marketing? I'm like, I love the inspiration and helping women uncover their, their dreams and what they're great at. And then teaching them the skills to profit from it and conquer all of these, these, you know, limiting beliefs that they have about themselves. And I'm good at online marketing and sales. And this person's like, why don't you coach? Like, mm -hmm. it seems so obvious. And I was like, what's a coach? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. I'm like, football coach? Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Who am I coaching? <laughs> yeah. But interestingly, within that same week, Taylor, some two or three people came to me and they're like, Steph, can we work with you one-on-one? -on -one? Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, I think we can. I don't know. Okay. And then, and then I get this call from someone I had been with in my network marketing company. He said, Hey, can I hire you to do some social media consulting? And he paid me all this income as a bridge while I was building the coaching business. Perfect. Yes. I know. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, thank oh you. Thank gosh. you. And it, it was amazing at all. Like the, the fact that so many signs were lining up for you, like the mentor that you went to, like you lost $200, like, and then that person said to you like, Hey, this is what you need to do. And you're like, mm, kind of hearing it, not too sure. But then all these other people like dropping in front of you, like universe is like, girl, step into your power. I'm like, realize yes. what you're here for. <laughs> like pushing, like pushing me. Like, I don't think I would have had a choice. Mm -hmm. the, the, like the doors were just, not only were they opening, they were like slamming open. <laughs> And so I jumped in. I'm like, okay. So I first started a blog and that started to go, okay. Then I tried YouTube. Then I was doing Facebook lives, all trying to kind of grow this mompreneur empowerment movement, so yeah. to speak. And nothing was really like, I was doing fine. You know, financially we were good. I felt very fulfilled. I was working a lot less. I had some online courses that were doing pretty good. And then I started a podcast mm. and it exploded. Everything just full circle, like yeah. full circle. And I think it was getting in front of the microphone and being able to just speak truth yes. in a consistent way where so my powerful. girls knew, yeah. you know, so yeah. powerful. Yeah. So that's where I am now is, you know, got two little boys, five and a half, two and a half, they're everything. I'm, I'm working to blend being mm. a great 
present mama with them and then also running this fully online, mostly passive income business, you know, on podcasts. And I love it. So good. I I wear my PJs on my floor and do podcast interviews. Like, can we get real? (laughs) Just a little look at the uh, behind the scenes of what's going on. You guys can't see us, but... uh... Go look at my Instagram stories. I just posted a story of the pa- my pants because they're falling apart at the bottom, but they're my yes. favorite. Like, I favorite. can't. Means they've been running well. Yeah, like this is what my life is, and I love it. Exactly. <laughs> wouldn't have it any other way. Oh my gosh, what a journey! Oh, I'm so excited. There's so much to dive into just in that story, and I just oh, I'm excited to go there. I kind of want to go back a little bit to where. I want to get your take on it where you said, you know, you were calling in um, like all the money and it was like so easy and money was like flowing to you. And you had this feeling like, yes, I've made it. And yes, I'm worthy. And to me, that was like, boom. Like when you said that, because I think a lot of people have that mindset that calling in, you know, a certain amount of money or hitting a certain level of success defines worthiness. But obviously, you know, you went through your entire journey and then looked in the mirror and realized like you hadn't seen yourself for however long and hadn't realized that you'd let so many other areas of your life go knowing what you know now what would be your take on that and what would you share in regards to like what worthiness actually is as opposed to what you used to think it was I love that you asked this question because I recently went through a discovery process and I looked at each like half decade of my life and I dissected that and said why was I always searching you know and as as we grow I think wherever you are in your life cycle that's where you're going to say, maybe you have a different definition of what worth means. So for example, in my twenties, it was external beauty, right? Mm. It was, I have to work out two hours a day. I'm going to starve myself. Oops. Now I binge eight. Now I have to go back to the gym. Diet pills. I ended up getting breast implants for all the wrong reasons. Mm. Ended up getting them removed two months ago because I decided that was no longer in alignment with who I am. Oh, wow. So I was searching for worth in external beauty. Then we go into my late twenties, early thirties. Okay, wait, I still am. I'm still searching. So like you're, you're constantly trying to fill something, right? You're trying to fill Mm. this void, this Mm. void. Okay. And so then we get, and I'm still seeking it, right? Okay. I look amazing on all, on all terms and I still not fully happy. There's something missing, right? So then you go into your late 20s, 30s, and I went, oh, no, it's success. That's what it must be. Mm. Shifted all my attention, like all of it, into work. I mean, I would say full-on workaholic, truly. Like, that's all I could focus on. That's all that mattered to the point of, like, my family intervening and being like, you have to stop. Like, you are – this is all you care about. And it was so blinding at the time because it felt good. And what I've come to realize now is that what is that? That is your ego. Mm. Okay. That is what society tells you success looks like. They tell you to be successful in this world, you must be what? Beautiful. And they tell you what beautiful looks like and what that means. You must be thin. And they tell you, what does that mean? You must be successful and make X amount of money. And they tell you what that amount of money is. So you're listening to other humans who all of a sudden have the right to define what worth is. Mm. And I came to realize that none of those things filled the void. None of those things created worth for me at the end of the day, having been through all these cycles. And so for me, I had to step away and say, 
what is, when you remove everyone else, turn off social media, take away the limitations in your mind, the things you learned as a child, all of those things, get some therapy, like you got to get it straightened out in your head. And then you have to look at yourself and say, what does worth equal to, what does that equal for me? Mm. And so for me, I decided, okay, there's four categories that equal the most fulfilled Stephanie. Like she's fully rounded and she feels her best. She's pouring from a full cup and she's aligned. And so for me, it was spirituality, number one, and that can be anything, whatever that means for you, right? Mm. It could be, for me, it's God, for you, it could be spirit or universe or whatever, but it's getting in alignment with something bigger than you yeah. and letting that pull your action and show you what's next and be the steps that you need. So that was first. Then second was I needed my family and I needed to be present for them. Mm. And that doesn't mean a full-time stay-at-home mom because that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. But it did mean if you're going to spend an hour with those boys, you spend an hour. You turn off that phone. Yes. You get on the floor. You color, like play with them. Being you know, and it was being present. So that was second. Mm-hmm. Third was health. I had to get that straight. And I, for me, it was a discovery process there too. Is it the mm-hmm. gym? Is it home workouts? What works for me? And then fourth was business mm-hmm. in that order. And so once mm-hmm. I figured that out, and I started to create boundaries that were non-negotiable, like hardcore. Nobody can, except Taylor, can book me at night for coaching <laughs> or interviews <laughs> because it's a boundary that I have. And you know, you guys are in Australia, so we had to. But I have these really like strong beliefs, like what I'm worth is what I'm worth. My boundaries are what they are. Take it or leave it. Yeah. And when yeah. I started to step into that power. Oh, this is happiness. This is fulfillment. This yes. is the full circle. Yes. Boundaries, oh, right? Boundaries are everything. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Like feeling you on this. <laughs> with that though, like my, my question to you about it is like, okay, cool. Like I'm so with you on all of it. But as someone that was coming from that workaholic place and that was your whole yeah. identity. Yes, I get it. Like setting all of those, those, those four pillars for you and those boundaries. What were those boundaries and how did that transition occur for you? What did that look like? Because I know it's so easy to be like, oh, I went from workaholic to having these boundaries, but I yeah. know that there's going to be a journey because I, I want to like dissect that so that people don't go, okay, cool. So like overnight I should be able to flip because I, I feel like for me, myself, um, and I'm sure for you, there's been a bit of a journey to actually oh. be able to establish those boundaries. A hundred percent. So that was about three years ago, that dark moment, right? Standing Mm -hmm. in the bathroom, sobbing, staring at my 60 pound overweight face in the mirror, like what has happened to my life? And so that was three years ago. And it took a year. It took a year of figuring it out. So the first thing I did was I had met with that mentor, right? So I kind of discovered, okay, I'm going to start this kind of new brand process. Mm. And, but most importantly to that is I'm going to find myself again. So over the 12 month period, what I did was I first said, what's most important right now? And it was spirituality. I had to get back for me. I'm a Christian. It was getting back into church and the mm. groups that I needed. And I needed that soul food. Had so you I got let back a lot of that go? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's because your ego takes the place of that so yeah. often. And it tells right? you like, it's important. 
Yeah. It tells you what's important. It's so easy to try to control everything Mm. and say, no, I'm in control of my future, but are you Mm. like, are you actually in control of everything that's happening in your life? No, I don't think so. Not at all. No. No. Yeah. And so it was there first. And then I actually use a paper planner. I'm like super old school and I map out the time blocks for the week. So I would say, okay, I'm committing to losing this 60 pounds. Like this is happening. Yes. There is nothing that's going to stop me. So I said, okay, here's this big goal. I'm going to now dissect it, put it into the paper planner. And every day there was a non-negotiable time slot for the gym. And so, and I'm a gym person. So I found the best gym in town that would take care of my babies and they had internet. Oh, perfect. And so I would, <laughs> well, yeah, right. I'm like, totally use the gym, like abuse the gym. So <laughs> like, like getting all your pillars, like family's taken care of, health's taken care of, business is taken care of, spirituality. I'm sure you'll fit in there while you're on the treadmill or something, but like <laughs> almost got it covered. Coffee, like they have a coffee bar, like, and <laughs> listen, like we couldn't afford that gym at the time, mm. but that was the moment that I said, okay, but if I splurge for that gym, I have an hour of work and I have an hour of working out. So I'm actually time blocking, you know, these important factors. So I went ahead and did that and my health. So, and then did that first. And then the second piece of it was where can I work intentionally instead of working all day, every day? Cause that's yeah. where the workaholism comes in. It's being reactive. Totally. Oh, ding, ping social. Ah, like when you have an idea, you go immediately into social and you write the message or, Oh, mm-hmm. now I have 10 DMS. I have to answer them right now. And that's what will start to create the addiction in your brain to working and to being reactive. So I had to. So good. I'm so glad we're talking about this. I love it. We had to flip the switch and like literally flip the switch. And so what did I do? Um, And this, you guys, it's a journey. You're going to fail some days, but I decided to turn off every notification on my phone, even email, nothing. So until I say, I'm ready to deal with you, Instagram or Facebook or email. It's not saying, hi, Steph, look at me, look at me, look at me, because then my workaholic self would kick in. So I dictated what are the hours I'm going to work? And I started with two hours a day. And that for me, that's what I had to start with because my kids were tiny. You know, I had a newborn and a three-year-old. Yeah. So I said, okay, two hours. I know where they are, but, and I'm like, when I'm going to work, like I'm full in, like I knew nap times are going to overlap. So I started there because I knew I had to detox from what I had become. And I really cut myself off. And I started with this blog and just kind of showing up on Facebook here and there. And truly when you're in alignment, there's always going to be the help and, and the favor that you need to grow you. So everything just kept working out for me. I mean, and granted, there were moments of panic where I'm like, where's the money coming from? You know, <laughs> we, I don't understand where the money's coming from, but it always came. The yeah. client was always there all of a sudden out of nowhere. Mm. And so I just kept focusing on this. And then each week I could work on increasing the time a little bit. Yeah. Maybe today I work, I'd say five hours a day, probably. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. Yeah, it is. And it's very intentional. Yeah. And I've I've rebuilt, you know, financially what I did, what I had, but in much less time, because I've learned that if I can create passive income products like courses or eBooks and things like that, 
I don't have to exchange time for money and I have more open space for these other things that fuel me. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of trial and error to figure out what worked best for me and my family. So I think you guys have to say, where am I, where am I struggling or lacking? Make a promise to yourself to change that behavior and then set up the appointments with yourself, the promises with yourself, the time with yourself, and don't let anything or anyone come into that time and space because that's how you're going to find fulfillment. It's fueling you and it's not doing what everyone else says you should do. It's not what society tells you you should be. Yes. Oh my gosh. So much power in everything that you said. And I just love how you spoke so much about like working intentionally and not being reactionary. Um, that for me has been monumental in my business and something that I used to struggle with so much as I literally was exactly like the example you gave of like what not to yes. do where I would yeah. be like, okay, <laughs> like 2000, like things on my phone going off at all times. And I used to be someone that would wake up and first thing that I would do was like, what DMs do I need to reply to? Who's messaged me on, on Facebook? What comments do I need to reply to in the Facebook group? Um, what emails do I have going on? All these sorts of things. First thing, like I'd roll over, pick up my phone and it was detrimental to me and I realized that that was such a negative behavior and it was just not allowing me to find like alignment with myself to center with myself in the morning and I had to to actually put those practices in place myself where like I don't even have my phone in my room anymore like we got an alarm yes. clock, I charge it out in the lounge I have like I love it. rituals that I go through and then my phone gets priority when that's all done you know I love and, it yeah and it's like and I'm so with you on the time blocking and I'd love to dive in a little bit more into that because I do talk about time blocking a bit, but I'd love like a little bit more of a take on what your routine looks like in your schedule because time blocking is everything. Because like you said, it's about working intentionally. And what I love is that you set those boundaries for yourself saying, okay, well, I'm just going to work for two hours. And I know like, because I think you and I are very similar on a lot of levels, being someone that was a workaholic to be like, you've only got two hours. Like at first it's going to be like shit. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah. okay, well, now I've got to be really intentional about these two hours, what's happening. And that is where you're able to take really inspired action that's so in line with the version of you that you want to be. And that's what allows you to call it in really fast because you're not just doing busy work. You're doing yeah. work that is really like, moving the needle. Like it's getting you closer. It's helping you to manifest. Like, so oh, I love that. And I love that you slowly expanded it. So now you're at the stage where you do like five hour days, give or take. What do those days look like for you? Okay. So I wake up 30 minutes before the rest of my family nice. and I go same as you. I don't even touch the phone. Okay. I go out to the living room. I get my coffee, whether it's iced or hot. I'm just like a coffee freak. Like let's just get real. I'm obsessed with coffee. So I get my nice yummy coffee and I usually just have a minute. Like there's always the sunrise too. And we we live on this mountain range and there's horses next door and they're like walking outside on the pasture and like the sun is rising. It's just the most beautiful in the season blessed view. So I'll take that in for a minute. I usually start with like an intention prayer for the day and then I'll sit down and I do a couple of things. So first I have a five-year journal that I use and it's really cool because it has all five years on one page. So jot in your day and the next year you're going to see what you wrote the year before. Love it. So I really like that. It's, it's the best. So I write in there, what am I grateful for? some goals and my intention for the day because each day is different. I believe that while you can have kind of a balanced week, so to speak, a blended week with your categories, 
not every day is 50-50. Like that's ridiculous. Mm. But your week can hit each category in however you want to define what those weights should be. Yeah. So every day though, I start with spirituality. And so I do my journaling, I do my prayer, and then um, I also do my planning. And so what does that look like? So I have the spirituality box and I'm going, great, starting my day there. That's super important for me. What's the intention? So maybe like today, I didn't have any major work or appointments today, but yesterday was crazy. Yeah. So today I said, okay, today I'm doing spirituality. Then I have an hour and a half booked out for actual drive and workout time. Mm -hmm. I work out and then I work for an hour at the gym. So that's all blocked in there. So do you work while you're working out? Is that what you mean? No. So I actually go to the gym. They have a cafe. Oh, yeah. Put the kids in. I have an, I have two hours. So one hour I work, sit there with the laptop and like actually full on work for an hour. Yeah, that's so good. Then I work out. And I'm like a, a cardio, um, not a cardio, a class junkie. So like I like mm. to do like all the body pump classes and spinning yeah. and Zumba. Like yeah. the grapevine. <laughs> yeah, I need the people and the community and the like competition, I guess. <laughs> so I do yeah. that four or five days a week. Okay, so that's the mornings. And that's non-negotiable. I don't have any appointment slots at all mm. before noon. That's so good. I love it. It's such a powerful thing that I want people to like really just like hear that. Like you get to set the boundaries in your own life. Like you get to set it up. Like you, although we just spoke about like you can't control the way that things play out and I'm massive on that. Like you can't control the external. You can control the internal and the way you act and react. But you have the ability to control the way you play out your day and what you want to be doing and setting those boundaries in a way that serves you. So I just think that that's so important. You didn't want before 12, you don't do before 12. And it's about realizing like, even if right now in the position, if you're in, if you're in like a full-time job and you're like starting something on the side or something like that, you can still set your boundaries and your priorities around that moving towards setting boundaries, like not doing, you know, appointments before 12 and things like that. It's about what fills you up, what serves your highest good so that you can show up the best for everyone else. Would you agree? Oh, a hundred percent. And what's crazy, I've never had a client, a podcast interview, someone coming on on my show or any of the things. I've never had someone say, no, Stephanie, I only do this time. They're like, oh, cool. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so interesting because once I set this boundary for my work life, Mm -hmm. everything fits in. Like there's never really a time. And sometimes I'm just like, well, cool. I guess it won't, it just wasn't meant to be like, that's how hardcore my boundaries are. And so you guys do it. I'm telling you, it'll change your life. Mm. And you have the power to own these hours. Like they're your hours. They're yours. Yes. They're no one else's. They are yours. Okay. Yeah. And that's like what you said, like with the, you know, no one comes at you and and it's the exact same in me, in my business. Like Nobody comes at you and says like, okay, well, you need to change that. Like that doesn't work. Like, because you've energetically been like, this is all I'm available for. So it will work out. Like it's going to work out for me. And it always does because you don't, if you open yourself to it, of course, people are going to walk over you and be like, no, that doesn't work for me. Like I need it to be this way. But because you're not open to it, you don't put the energy out to receive it. Bam. It's done. Like it's done. Yeah. You're good. So good. Okay. So then we have lunch and then we're back home for the most part. One of my kiddos is full-time in school. And mm-hmm. so this is always different y'all based on, do you work full-time? Do you have young children? If you don't, this is going to look different for everyone, mm-hmm. but you're going to get the gist of how you can map it out. So 
when that little's in school, the other little, he naps still. And so he naps from 12 to 2.30. He's scheduled. He's a great sleeper. I'm very blessed for that. So I then book work from 12 to 2.30. Anybody, consult, sales calls, um, publishing podcast interviews, social media posts that are scheduled, not, oh, on a whim, like Mm -hmm. these are scheduled, time blocking, recording podcasts, A activity, the stuff that's going to, here's what it is, build my brand or make me money. I do not go on Instagram in that two and a half hours and like scroll. Like that's not Mm going to happen because this is, this time is the most valuable high that, that time is worth the most money in my entire day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's sacred. It's sacred. And Mm -hmm. so does it build your brand or make you money or fill your soul up? Right. Those, that's it. Like that's mm-hmm. all you can do in those, in those sacred hours. So, so far that's an hour in the morning, two and a half hours during nap time. So then after that, uh, have to get the other kiddo from school. I block family, family time, right. Mm-hmm. With my littles and with my husband, um, from six on. So if I have something else to do, I can do that when they go to sleep if I want to. Mm. Or I can sit and work on my laptop while they play. So casual work can happen for a couple more hours. Maybe yeah. answering emails, uh, going back and forth with like, I have a couple freelancers on my team. Maybe I need something from them. Creating a graphic, like the simple stuff that you guys can do with your kiddos. Yeah. That you can do. But then after six, most times, except for one day a year when I'm interviewing on Taylor's amazing podcast. <laughs> Appreciate that exception. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I don't work after, after six, six 30. And so we do family time. Yeah. You know, read books or play outside or go plant plants, like whatever that needs to, to look like so that I'm fueling my heart by fueling my family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the weekdays. That's pretty much what every weekday looks like. And then on the weekends, I actually turn off all social media. I delete the apps. That's amazing. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's hard, but you'll realize you're addicted once you do it. <laughs> yeah, so true. That's so true. So if I want to go to Instagram, I have to go to my computer and log in. Like that's how <laughs> how hardcore you've got to want to get on there. <laughs> Makes me think of like the old days when you're like, okay, turn on the the computer, and it's like da ding da ding da ding, like the whole dial up, like it's that much of an effort to go on Instagram on your computer. <laughs> yes, and the beauty of that is you're not going to get on. So nice. I do that so that I'm super intentional with my, my family on the weekends. And granted, I will work. Maybe I block Saturday mornings for mm-hmm. interviews or a activity. Again, does it make me money? Does it build my brand? Yeah. And then Sunday I do zero work and we do spirituality. We have church, we have a lunch with family and all of those things. So that's pretty much the schedule, like give or take something special happening, you guys. And that's going to happen. And here's the thing. There have been days when little doesn't nap, my little guy. Mm. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. okay. Like that night, maybe you're going to work. Or maybe the next day, like I said, yesterday was a lot of work. It was heavy work. Today, I decided I'm just going to read a book. Yeah. Like I'm not going to, I need to just refresh. So it's figuring out what your week looks like, all your time scheduled events, time yeah. blocking the remaining hours in. Mm-hmm. And then promising yourself that you're going to commit to those activities and inventory. What are you doing in there that is not making you money or building your brand and get rid of it? Yes. 
Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I love the <laughs> fact that you're like an inventory on it. Like don't just do And also, and commit to it. Like those are the two things that yes. you just said there. Like actually like stick to this because I can say this and I can say it for clients and I can say it for friends. Like I've seen it happen time and time again in my life and in others. Um, where, you know, you're like, yeah, cool. Like I'm going to do my time blocking and you set up your Gmail <laughs> calendar and it's all color coded and looks so good. And one week later you're like, fuck, like what's happening? Like, I don't know where I'm going on. And you're like, last week I sat down for three hours and built out like a whole time block thing. If you don't stick to it, it's nothing. Like it's just a lot of colors on, on the end. It's internet. wasted time. Yeah, exactly. So if you're going to do it, like honor yourself enough and know that you are worthy enough and it's so sacred and you've got to treat it like that, knowing that when you do, that's what's going to allow you to really up level. Like that's what's going to be, what's going to get you from where you are to where you want to go. And, and along that line, anything new is difficult. Mm, so yeah. you've been living reactive and you've been living a certain way. When you do the pretty color-coded Google calendar, all of a sudden it's something new and you're forgetting about it. You have to create habit by repetition. Totally. And all you have to do is get through 21 to 30 days. That's mm-hmm. in anything in your life. Working out, fitness, the planner, the time blocking, the morning routine, what is it that you want to create and then, and then do it for just 30 days because after that point, it's not hard anymore. No, it's consistent. It's easy. It's normal. It's normal. Yeah. It's a full paradigm shift. Like you literally, like I look at things that I do now that I remember being like, oh my gosh, I wish I could do that. Or that seems so hard. Or I remember like making the change and being like, this is unbelievable. Like how am I supposed to keep this up? But I would just keep doing it and keep going and keep going. And now I don't even think about it. Like it's just so normal, you know, and those are the things that serve me the most. But originally, like they at one point were things that like seemed really nice that I would see other people doing and be like, oh, I need to implement that. But now like looking back, like that's what's changed my life. Like that's what's gotten me to where I am today because basically I saw myself as being worthy enough of making that change. Yes. You know? And there are going to be things in your life that'll knock you off. Like I just had surgery, right? eight Mm. weeks ago to get my breast implants removed. That was a massive surgery. Yeah. And I couldn't go to the gym for any of that time. Right. Mm -hmm. I couldn't really work as hard as I worked. So my entire routine that had worked so hard to create this habit was totally knocked down. Yeah. And it's been a struggle to get back into that routine. Like I would go to the gym. I've been cleared for a couple weeks. I'd go to one class and be like, well, I'm sore. So that's going to be an excuse. (laughs) You're going to always get knocked off. But yesterday I recommitted to 30 days because I know the problem is I haven't had 30 days to recreate my habit. Really? So I I, you know, put that down. I have accountability group with my friends. I took pictures. I sent them my measurements and my weight. I have friends that I go to the gym with and they're going to keep me accountable. I've got my food diary. I have all the things that will make this successful for me Mm. if I'll show up for myself. Totally. Totally. And now guaranteed 30 days from today, I'm going to go, Oh my gosh, I feel incredible. And I'm, I'm going to the gym. I don't think about it. It's just part of the day. Yes. Yeah. It, it doesn't become hard anymore. It's not difficult. It's just, as you said, it's just, it's just part of you. Like that's yeah. your new reality. How important do you think having an accountability tribe is or, or someone that you're accountable to? Everything. Mm. Y'all like in every aspect of your life, right? It, and, and these have to be people that are positive, empowering, and they're either at your level or higher. Oh, yeah. And it's not, and it's, it's, it's a 50, 50. 
So I'm very blessed to have a couple of friends that are my my soul humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they lift me as much as I lift them, but I didn't used to have that until I took a look at who I was surrounding myself with. So again, yes. inventory your people as well. And if you don't have that, that means you need a mentor or a coach or an online community so when it comes to business, when it comes to fitness, when it comes to your soul, you know, like mm. every piece of you, I feel like for me at least, and maybe this isn't for everyone. I don't know how you feel, Taylor, but I, I feel agree like with you. I'm so much more successful in every area when I can vent, when I can get inspiration, when I can bounce ideas. If I'm just hiding by myself, yeah, what am I yeah. feel like boring? And also I'm just going to not go. <laughs> yeah. Cause no one's going to know. <laughs> yeah. Also like, and, and to add to that, like not just by yourself, but when you're around people that, that aren't lifting you up and that don't have your highest good, you know, at the forefront or, you know, are kind of like wallowing in their own misery around life. Like, you know, that's where you have to have the hard conversation with yourself. Like other people that I'm around, like, do they bring value to my life? Do they make me feel good? Do they challenge me in the best ways? Do they help me to up-level and grow? And I think that that's really important because I think for a lot of us, especially, you know, if you're listening to this and you've started to realize like, oh my gosh, like, there's so many ways that I can start to shift my life and so many things that I can do and you're already starting to take those steps. You are going to notice that there are some people in your life that actually fall out of alignment with that because that they were aligned with the version of you that wasn't really trying, you know? And so as you up level, you're going to notice those like, um, like discrepancies between you and those people. And it's up to you to hold what it is that you're going towards and what you're manifesting as being so important and so sacred and that you are worthy enough to keep going for it, even if those relationships maybe move away from you. And I, I've talked about this so much. It's so important is that you've got to realize like, as you let go of someone that's not aligned with you anymore, you are making room for the right people to come in as hard as it can feel at the time. Okay. So I have to say something about that because I think so much of what you're saying is so spot on at, with growth. Mm. You know, I went through the, the network marketing thing. And at the end of that, I had this massive this massive falling out with my best friend at the time. I mean, best friend, like yeah. every day talking to this person, she had betrayed me in this big way. And then she ended up like going eighth grade, calling me names, like yelling at me in public, mean text message. I'm like, what is happening? Like, who, who are we? Anyway, yeah. so she ended up never speaking to me again. And the strange thing was as that, and it was so hurtful. Like when you lose a relationship that you think is really important to you, you feel crushed, your soul, you know, you feel, but my, my therapist sister says I went through betrayal trauma and that's mm. when my anxiety, anxiety attacks started. I had anxiety attacks for a while. And, um, anyway, it's like really traumatizing. Yeah. But yeah. if you just trust the process mm. within 30 days, that soul sister friend walked in. And I think I had to make space for her because she was always there. But until I removed that negative force mm -hmm. of energy that was constantly around me, mm -hmm. she didn't have any space to come in because she was up here. Like her, she had the highest, most incredible vibration and her spirit was so wonderful. Anyway, when she came in, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the human that I've needed. Yes. Oh, so it's that. like, trust the process, even though, and you may see this person go, I think that they're one of those people I need to let them go. Mm -hmm. Just let them go because yeah. they may be hindering you from somebody new yeah. that can shift things for you. 
Oh yeah. So much. And like, like we just said, like, it's about making room for them, like actually make room for them to come in. Cause you got to like energetically, you've got to let go of what doesn't serve you so you can make room for what does. And it doesn't mean that, you know, it's a forever thing and you've just cast them aside for the, they might come back, but they might need to go away and do their own internal work and all these sorts of things. And you might come back in and you'll be so aligned. It'll be amazing. But if not, that's okay. Universe has got you. You're divinely guided. (laughs) Trust the process. Trust the process. Oh, that is such a good takeaway. Um, I want to quickly jump into as well. So I know that you spoke, you know, when you're sort of getting started and you started with blogging and then Facebook, Facebook lives, like, you know, and I know that you've spoken a lot in the past on Pinterest and things like that. I kind of want to share with our listeners, you know, your take on where to start. Um, how to kind of focus when it comes to social media, because it can feel really overwhelming when you're getting started. Like, do you, do you start everywhere and do everything or do you focus on one thing? Like, obviously the podcast has been massive for you. So what would be your advice to someone that is getting started and wants to know where to begin? Okay. So if you're getting started in the online space, the number one thing you have to be sure of is, is your brand Number one, in alignment with your passion and your heart. And secondly, with your zone of genius. Mm. The number one sales call or consulting call that I have with people is, I don't know what I'm supposed to be podcasting about, or I don't know what my, my niche is. Yeah. So I ask them the same questions every time. What are you most passionate about at the core of your being? Mm. Like, who are you at the core? That's number one. Then second, what are you great at? Yeah. And you pair those things. So for example, this morning I talked to somebody and her zone of genius was marketing, but her passion was fitness and nutrition. Mm. And so I said, okay, so let's pair that. Like this doesn't have to be either or. And actually, if you pair those two things, you almost create more of a niche for yourself that you can rise up because, you know, health and health and wellness is is massive and you're going to get lost. Yeah. So Anyways, first it's that. Secondly, you have to build the platform before Mm. you're going to be successful. And there's no such thing as overnight success. So get rid of that notion right now. (laughs) Okay. Like you're going to serve and solve. So then the next step is who's your avatar? Who's your ideal client? You start solving her problem for free over and over and over and over for years, forever. Okay. Like you're just going to give it all up. Right. (laughs) Now I don't care if you do this on Instagram, on Facebook, where do you love to be? Yeah. And, and I've actually discovered that podcasting is a beautiful thing because I can repurpose that. Mm. And I actually created a podcast course because there was literally nothing out there teaching women how to pair building a platform Mm. with sales and marketing and repurposing. So if you record a podcast, you have a voice file, a video file, transcribe it for $10. You have a blog post, you have an Instagram post. So you can take the same one creation and spread it across all platforms. I think that is a beautiful thing. If that's that not where you're at. So good. Like take right? notes on that guys, like repurposing, yeah. like spreading your message and not thinking you have to create like 10,000 versions of no. the same thing, like create no. one and share it everywhere. Yeah. That's, that's gold. Like, I don't care if someone follows me on Facebook and they follow me on Instagram and they read the same post. Great. Yes. I'm not. A lot of people have that fear. Like, Oh, yeah. I need to have it like spice it up in every different direction. And it's like, no, no, not read every single thing. Like it'll get missed in some cases. So make sure it's everywhere so that they can find it. 
one epic thing that you're teaching your client or avatar, right? Who you got to solve her problem. One amazing solution or story or testimony that's going to resonate with her is going to hit way more at a deeper impact Mm. than 10 candy, you know, cotton candy quotes that don't mean anything. Right. So get deep, pick your favorite platform. If you're not at the place to repurpose. Okay. Whatever that is. I, I played with them. I tried blogging. I was like, ah, you know, tried YouTube, definitely not going to get ready every day. Let's get real. This is not working for me. <laughs> I, uh, YouTube, or then I went live, Facebook live, and that was great. That made a lot. And I still use Facebook live quite a bit, but again, there was no consistency for me because I didn't have a set time to go live. Mm. And then discovering that podcasting was the right venue for me. So you kind of have to say, where do you love to spend your time? Where are you? Are you an audible person? Are you listening and consuming information that way? Or are you watching? And that will also let you know where you should spend this time. So it's serving content for free. That's what you do first. Okay. You guys in the background, in the background of all the free amazingness you're going to pour out into the world, create something that's yours that will make you money. Mm. So what does this mean for me? What I love to teach women is what's your client telling you over and over again? What are you hearing? And for me, it was Stephanie, I don't have any followers and I can't build my brand and it's too slow over Mm. and over and over. And And I'm like, okay, well the answer is a podcast. Mm. So I'm going to build the course because they, I keep having clients paying me every, every hour to teach them how to do this. And I could just create a course and save them money and solve these problems at a bigger scale. Yeah. So and create, get some of your hours back. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so you create the course in the background and or the ebook or the handbook or the membership group. What is it you want to do? Do it in the background, not first, because you need the audience before you sell them something. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then over time, as you've built this amazing community, you can now, when your product is finished, go into a launch with Perfect. that product. Perfect. Money. Yeah. Oh, map. yes. Thank you for sharing that. Like, I just feel like that's going to help so many people because I know what it can be like at the beginning when you are starting out and it can feel really overwhelming and all the platforms and do you just create something and do you put an offer out and what sort of offer do you put out and do you do it, you know, it passive first or do you do group? Like what are you like all the things? And it's like, no, just yeah. focus, like, create value, serve, show up, build your community. But while you're doing that, be building the assets that you know that your soulmate ideal client actually needs. And then when it's in divine timing, that's when you're going to release it. That's when you're going to do the launch. And that's when people are going to be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like I've been waiting on this. How did you know? And you're like, I know because you've been telling me continuously. That that's the thing that you needed. And you answer that and you come from that place of service and like literally showing up and helping them to make the transformation that they need. Yes. And you know, it's funny. I I had a talk with a client the other day and she said, I want to leave my job by August and, you know, replace this full-time income. And I said, not going to happen. You know, you may hate me forever and I may not be the coach for you, but I'm going to be honest with you that you're not going to build a brand in two months and create thousands of dollars in passive income. Like that's unrealistic for most people. So it's also realizing that if you want to become a major player in the online space, it's probably a year to maybe even five years Mm. and to continue with your, so that you're not feeling pressure or you're not feeling panicked. Yes. And coming from that place. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like keep working and have an exit strategy, but that way you have the money and you can pour out for free for a while to create that trust and that vulnerability that you need to Mm. sell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's really powerful because I think a lot of people that sometimes for a lot of people, it can sometimes be like, well, I have a job. So my job is holding me back. Like I can't go out there and create because I'm working, you know, in a nine to five. And it's like, shift your, shift your energy around that, shift your belief around it and start to celebrate the fact that you've got the job and the money flow that allows you to create this thing, because that is going to be what ultimately gives you the support and the abundance that you need to show up how you need. And then that is what allows you to really create the impact that you need to rather than being in that, like, okay, well I've quit my job and I've got to make, you know, five figures this month. Like it comes from a place of fear and scarcity and lack. And then you're putting so much negative energy, like shit, if this doesn't work out, Oh my gosh. Whereas it's like, if you're like in your job and you're appreciating it, but knowing that you're moving towards this beautiful business and having massive impact and you're showing up and serving for free, like you said, that allows that transition to be so beautiful. And it often you call it in so much faster because your energy is so aligned with it, with that state of abundance already. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And, and when you don't have, when you have that fear and all those things, you're moving your boundaries, you're lowering your prices, you're working with everyone and not the ideal p- people, right? So you're not even having the fulfilling experience that you dreamed yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Cause out of desperation, yeah. you're like, yes to everyone. And when you say yes to everyone, you serve no one. So yes. yes. Oh, that is so good. I love it. Oh my gosh. There's been so much on this. It's just been absolutely so powerful. And I know all the babes listening will just love this. Um, before we wrap up, I would love to ask you if you could leave our babes with one piece of advice. Maybe it's something um, that, you know, you'd love to share that I didn't quite get to. And you're like, oh, I just, there's one thing I want to share that could help them to step into their power and to call in the lives that they are so worthy of. What would that one piece of advice be? You know, don't apologize for your dreams. I think that's the first thing. It's stop hiding from that calling that you feel in your heart, that little dream that you had when you were, you know, 10, 11, 15, like what was that? Because I think as women, we lose that along the way, especially mamas, because we start living for our kids and our spouses and society. And so we lose the dreams that really lit us up and gave us our fire. So it's number one is stop apologizing for that dream. And then second is you have to take action before you're ready. You will never feel ready to write the book, to start the email list, to write the blog post, to create the course. You're never going to be ready. So you have to step out in faith and say, I'm going to take the step and know that even if this fails, so to speak, it's going to help me grow towards that dream. And every time you will never regret taking the step but you'll always regret never taking the step, right? You will always wonder if you should have done it. That is so powerful. Oh, what a way to end. (laughs) Thank you so, so much. (laughs) You're welcome. Loved having you on. And like I said, I know the girls listening will have just adored this episode. There's so many key takeaways in this and I'm sure they're just scribbling away in their sacred journals, (laughs) making all these mental notes while they're driving. Like, okay, revisit at this minute. Yes, um, yes. So thank you so, so much. Um, for those that want to connect with you further, which I'm sure there's going to be a lot, um, share where they can reach you and where they connect with you. 
Sure. So first of all, thanks for having me, Taylor. It's been such a blessing. I've had so much fun. Oh, me too. And <laughs> for you gals listening, come connect with me on my website. You can find all the things. It's stephaniegass.com. And my podcast is called The Mompreneur Mastermind Show anywhere you listen to shows and drop me a DM in Instagram. My handle's at Stephanie Gass and say hi. Yes, I love that. And we will, of course, pop all of that information in the show notes. So it's super easy for you to go and connect with Stephanie. Thank you so much, honey. This has been an absolute pleasure. I so appreciate your time and thank you for sharing your light with our listeners. Oh, thank you, Taylor. Thank you so much, my love, for spending this time with me. And I so hope that you enjoyed the episode. If you loved it and it resonated with you, make sure that you let me know by leaving a five-star review over on iTunes and let me know the shifts that it's helping you to make in your life. I truly love reading your reviews. It honestly means the world to know that it's helping you. And also every single review that you leave helps to call in more gorgeous, strong babes that need to hear these messages. And don't forget, my love, if you are ready to step into that next level version of you and want to start manifesting the abundant life you are so worthy of, make sure you check out my website where you can find all of my coaching options and courses. I run group coaching programs, private one-on-one mentorships, have courses that you can take, and I've got a whole bunch of free trainings for you that are all there to help you step into your power, shine your authentic light, and manifest the freedom, impact, and abundance you know you're here for. Head over to strongbabecollective.com to check it all out and I'll make sure to put the link to that one down below in the show notes for you as well. Sending you massive love and the highest vibes always, babe, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.